What does my teen athlete or performer need to succeed? Steve, it's awesome to be back here with you again. Stop Parenting, Start Coaching podcast. And I love that idea and that question of what do our kids need to succeed? It seems like such a generic question. A little bit. It's like it's so surface level. It's like right there, easy thing. I have a feeling we're going to go below the surface. Oh, yeah, we are. Yeah, we're going to get below the surface because that's what we do. That's how we roll. Um, this one, and remember, we're talking skill development now. We're on to that third level of the parenting success pyramid. We've got the relationship level with the communication ring, the triple E toolkits, the tool that sits there on the skill level, which is on top of the relationship level. And so we're digging into skills, but equipping seems like such a simple thing, right? It sounds very simple. Here's your bat. Here's your, your baseball glove. Yep. Here's your tap dance shoes. Here's yep. your... What, <laughs> here's whatever you need. Yeah. Your golf clubs, your, this is your helmet. It's your, a physical thing you yep. buy, you order. Yep. It's delivered. It's the what? Where's the skill in just giving kids the tools? Where's my trumpet? Right. Where's the reed? I need this. I need that. The reeds, the drums. Whatever we do, there's, there's some kind of, you know, things that the kids need. And equipping often center around, centers around the idea of what do my kids need? And the, like the question that you asked, what do my kids need to succeed? Well, obviously they need the right equipment. And that's an important thing for us to do as parents is help provide the equipment that's gonna allow them to pursue the things they really wanna pursue at the level that they do. Like my son was a, a golfer. He loved golfing growing up. And so equipment's a, a huge deal in golf. Gotta have the right clubs, you gotta get them fitted, you know, balls, wedges, all of those things. Then you've got the, the gloves and the pants. And I mean, there's so much equipment that goes into all of these sports and activities that our kids do. But getting him the right things helped him to chase that dream as, as hard as he wanted to. He wanted to get after it. So getting the right what, was a big deal there. Got to have the stuff. Got to have the stuff. And what it sounds weird. It makes it feel almost materialistic. Well, it can be probably. I, I remember wanting a pair of white leather with the Converse All-Star. They were called, in fact, they were called Converse All-Stars. Mm -hmm. They were Dr. J's. They were, this was before the crazy shoe deals you see nowadays. This was the beginning of, of that. But I wanted those shoes. I actually thought it's going to help me play better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and later with the whole uh, Michael Jordan and the shoes yep. and the Mars Black. It's got to be the shoes. It's got to be the shoes. got to be the shoes. It's got to be the shoes. Maybe we should address this because I think parents, I think this sometimes can be a little bit of a sticking point. Yeah. You want to get your teen the best stuff, but you sometimes can't afford the best right. stuff. And so what would you say to a parent in those those situations? This, this is a tough one, I think. This is a tough one, and it's very situational. And equipping your kids isn't necessarily about giving them the best. It's about getting them the best that you can afford and helping them to feel like you're actually, you're providing them the things that they need. Because that's in, that that gives the kids a sense of hey my parents trust me my parents believe in me because they're providing me some of these things and sometimes it's a great opportunity a teaching opportunity to let your kids know this is what we can afford so here's your budget based on this much money what's the equipment that you really want to have yeah so they they start learning to make choices right and giving them some choice in here and that's part of the skill of equipping is allowing your kids to participate in that conversation. 
Like I had to have that conversation with my son with some of the clubs that he wanted to get is we can't get the highest end stuff, but we can get this stuff in this range. And so in that range, we were able to find the the right ones for him that worked. So maybe the club choice is more important than the wristband choice. Uh huh. Often that's what it comes down to. If they want a certain bat that costs X number of dollars, and then they also want to have seven wristbands and all the eye black and everything. And if you cut the cost of the eye black and the wristbands and the other things out, that actually allows them to get a more expensive bat. But it's a great chance as a parent to have some of those important money conversations with your kids and involve them in those decisions. What would you say to a parent who their teen wants to do something new that they are not familiar with? A new activity, a new sport. I know we have Google, mm-hmm. but what what would you suggest to them? As when far they're as the to, equipping thing? Yeah, like we're trying to get the actual stuff. What I mean, Renting and borrowing is a really nice thing if they're just dabbling with something because then you're not on the hook for the entire cost of the thing. But you know, you can rent. One of the greatest things I ever heard about like people with boats is I can buy a big boat for, you know, $100,000, but then I only take it to the lake two or three times a year. I'm basically spending, you know, $30,000 <laughs> every time I go out. So rent one instead, and then you don't have to worry about the storage, the maintenance, all those things. So if a kid's trying something new out, I would say look to rent, look to borrow some equipment and just see how they like it. And if they really enjoy it, then you can start to look at, okay, how serious are you? What do you want to do? What equipment do we need to get here? It's great advice. And great conversations to have. Again, these are the laid, more laid back conversations that you can have with your kids, the indirect conversations where you can involve them and help them feel like they're part of their decision-making process, creates a sense of autonomy. We talk about self-determination theory. It helps them to feel like they're in control. I think it, yeah, I think it helps create a great conversation about commitment too, because they, in the, they can, you can really get caught up in the moment. For example, I want those Converse All-Stars. I want those shoes right now. And I did get them. I mean, it was, it was, that was really awesome, but am I going to continue playing basketball? Is this something that I have shown that this is something I really love? And it, to that point, I'd played for several years, and I think my parents knew that uh, that this is something that he really loves, he wants to continue. And so then it makes it easier for a parent to maybe make a more substantial uh, purchase yep. for equipment. But it's a great time to have a conversation about commitment. Do you see yourself playing next year? Do you see yourself, how much do you love this? Do you just want to try this? Then I think it makes the equipment choice a little easier. I think that's one common mistake that I think we've seen parents make is that the kid shows a little bit of interest in something and then the parents are the ones that run it all the way to, oh my gosh, they made a few baskets, they scored 10 points in this game, they're gonna be a division one athlete. And they jump all the way to that and then they think, okay, well, they're gonna be a division one athlete, I gotta buy them this and this and this and I gotta send them to this camp and this camp and then you're spending thousands and thousands of dollars and the kid's like, yeah, it's fun, but I enjoy it more for playing with my friends. So involving the kids, that helps, helps get people on the same page, which I think is a big part of the skill of equipping. Um, and this is cool. We like we haven't even got to like the below the surface Well, let's get stuff. to the. I mean, let's. <laughs> true. I mean, there's another level to this equipping yeah. thing that involves. I don't know how I would say this. The non-stuff stuff. 
the, well, the, the stuff that you don't hold, you know, like the club, the golf club in your hand. How can parents equip their athletes and performers this other stuff? Well, there's two other areas that I think parents could really help equip their kids. Uh, the first one of those two is providing for their energetic requirements. Because these kids are under pressure, they're in the spotlight, they're trying to be successful, they're trying to perform at high levels. They need sleep, they need nutrition, they need recovery, they need physical therapy, hydration. hydration. Yeah, those things are critical. And helping provide for those energetic requirements is, is a big part of equipping. And we know so much more about those things than yeah. we did years ago. Yep. I, I remember as a high school athlete, the nutrition piece. <laughs> I mean, not that my parents weren't trying to provide right. me with food, but I mean, five bowls of cornflakes with half a cup of sugar at 10 p.m. <laughs> probably was not the best recovery meal. Probably not the best, but it, I mean, you do what you can with what you have. Again, equipping is not about, you don't have to spend a lot of money. It's about being intentional about what you're helping your kids have and this being intentional about and sleep my I mean that's a common pain point with a lot of parents out there is you know getting their kids to go to bed but if you're coming from that perspective of hey we're equipping you to be your best and that's something that you've worked on together like we've talked about then the sleep conversation takes a different tone I think the sleep the sleep one is huge, huge. in fact it's probably uh, you know several episodes that we could yeah discuss this and, and bring in some expert help for sure. Speaking but, of expert help, do you know what the recommended amount of sleep for a teen is? Not necessarily an athlete or performer, but the recommended amount of sleep for a teen is how is much? It, is it over nine? It's nine hours and 15 minutes. How few kids actually get nine hours and 15 minutes every night? Well, the system is not exactly no. set up for their no. success. I mean, that's if, a whole other episode. If, if you're looking at public school systems across the country, most of them start way too early. Way too early in the day, for sure. And that, that you know, it complicates things. But again, working together with your kids, creating a plan, creating a path where they're getting the sleep that they need and they know why they're getting it. And it's the same thing, nutrition, hydration, recovery, providing for those energetic requirements, big part of equipping. Another part It's is, a favorite part of ours. It's absolutely a it's favorite what we part do. of ours, because it's, it's coaching. Parents getting their kids the coaches that they need in order to, to be successful can be a big deal. Like having the right coach, like when I'm coaching my, or trying to help my son get better at golf, I'm so limited in how I'm gonna be able to help him out. And even if I was great, there's still that weird dynamic that you get with the parent, coach, teen, kid, and that, that can be a complex relationship. So having an outside person, we've talked about equipping them with the what, equipping them with the right who is also a big deal. And as parents, you know, we encourage all parents to get a coach too, and you can model that. But getting the right coach, finding the right who's, that's a big, big part of equipping. So quick review. Yes. The three E's, the triple E toolkit. Triple E toolkit, equip, in, empower, and encourage. Okay. And that's the Triple E toolkit. We're digging in that skill of equipping today. We'll get into the empower one, and then we'll get into encourage, encourage. And, uh, in separate episodes. But that's, that's where we're at. So this skill is really important for just, I mean, we don't even think of it. This one's supposed to be easy, right? Yeah. I just buy the stuff. Yeah. I just buy the stuff. And that mindset actually is, is that's kind of the subsurface thing. We've got another segment we want to introduce today, though, before we go here. Last time we talked about the, the creation Are corner. we going to do this one? We're going to do this one because okay. this one's a hoot. 
Yeah, I love this one. This is my favorite segment. This is the flagrant the foul. The flagrant foul. <laughs> These are egregious violations of some of the things that we talk about uh, that have been witnessed by parents, and, and we're not naming any names or anything. This isn't calling people out. It's just providing us opportunity to discuss important things. So the flagrant foul is for this. Well, <laughs> yeah, this is a specific story that I just recently was was told by a by a former NBA player mm-hmm. who runs camps and we were having a we were having a discussion about all things teen parents and athletes and basketball and he described a situation to me where a parent came down on the sideline and once was screaming at him uh, and naming the amount of money that she spent and at, this was at a, a what you would call probably call like a showcase An exposure event a showcase camp where so this is in the middle of the camp in the yeah, middle this of the game a lot of courts a lot of people so you're going to have coaches witness this you're going to have other parents witness this and you're going to have the in this case a son witness his that's do the this. flagrant foul. so this is this is i mean this is a full-on red card throw the flag possible ejection <laughs> type of flagrant foul she expl- expressed her extreme displeasure with the amount of money that she had spent on the camp and that her son currently wasn't playing which mm-hmm. it, and I don't I don't know any more details but this is a flagrant one yeah that this this is a bad one somebody should be is that is that the bad one in, I think in flagrant in 2 is the worst oh, one flagrant, flagrant two. one's the garden variety okay sorry i'm off this is a flagrant, flagrant 3 two. a flagrant yeah it might ascend to that level So the real problem with this is the kid, her son now hears her ranting about money. And there's this connection that kids make with the amount of money that we as parents spend on them. And they internalize that a lot. Like I have had multiple conversations with a lot of kids that I coach, a lot of kids that I work with where they feel so much pressure because mom and dad have spent X number of dollars to help them be successful. And when they fall short or when they're not playing or when they're not scoring all the points, they feel like they're letting their parents down. And we've talked before about how important your opinion of them is to them. Like our opinion, they value our opinions way more than they'll ever admit. And when we're talking about money and all this, it creates so much pressure for them to perform that it becomes crippling in a lot of situations. This is a real interesting angle to me because I think it it represents a really good teaching opportunity. Yeah. If it, to me, it comes down to this whole idea of being attached to results. Yeah. And so the the player is he's witnessing this flagrant foul and as you said now is probably he's probably embarrassed a little mm-hmm. or if he's not embarrassed he's thinking well yeah we're we're paying for this this is the result that should should happen and i think if as a parent if you have an opportunity to when you are spending this money because they love their kids right right another another common theme we talk i mean we sometimes make parenting mistakes because we just we, we love we, them so darn much we, we love them and so if you can help your teen athlete or performer to understand that that we are paying for these voice lessons. We are sending you to this camp. We're happy to do this. We're happy to spend this money, but we're viewing this not as a a single tiny window 
payment cost so that we can have this result. But you look at, as a, look at it as a life investment. You're investing in them as a person, not just a basketball player. We, we, we always say that the Tommy and Susie they are Tommy and Susie. They aren't, they, it's not Tommy the basketball player. Yep. It's not Susie the singer. Yep. It's, she's Susie and she happens to be a singer. So if, I think looking at it long-term is, is the way to go with this. And if that, if, if that kid goes to that showcase camp and realizes, hey, this is an opportunity to get better, this is an opportunity to be seen. My parents are spending this money, but they've had the conversation with me in advance that this is the big picture view we're taking all of this. Uh, and I, this would be a skill, I think, yeah, that, that parents have to have. This, this is the real This isn't real just skill. like a tactic. Like this becomes a skill where you have to be able to communicate this yep. to them. And communicate it in the right way. This is the elite skill, I think. This is the, this is the real separator when it comes to the parents that do their job and then the parents that do incredibly well. You said it best with the phrase, it's a life investment. But if you're gonna help your kid feel, remember in the relationship level when we talked about creating the feeling, this is again about the feeling and your kid has to feel that it's a life investment. It's not about buying any particular result. It's not obligating them as a kid to get a scholarship because it's that obligation they feel that creates the pressure immense pressure, crippling pressure, the kind of pressure that makes you want to quit doing something because you feel like you can't do it. Right. The life investment and then communicating that to them appropriately, that's huge. There's already enough pressure on this kid. Yep. Just being at that event, being with other yeah. players that are very competitive, yep. a new environment, a new, new place, new gym, uh, the travel, there's already immense pressure. Why add to it? Yeah. So anyway, I, yeah, that's a great, I, I love that flagrant foul segment. And I love what we can pull out of that for, for this idea is that the skill of equipping so much more layered than we think it is. It's not just buying them the stuff. It's not giving them the what. It's in making sure that they're healthy. It's making sure that they're connected with the right people. And then it's really having these conversations about these are life investments and helping you to go out and explore, do things you love, but ultimately become the person that you can become. Parents, you can pick up the Triple E Toolkit at createtransformbecome.com. Today we gave you the, the first E, equip, and in the next two episodes, you'll be getting the other two parts, encourage and empower, mm -hmm. and other tools yep. are out there. The communication ring, the QOC tool. Yep, pick them up. They'll make a difference for you as you stop parenting and start coaching. Thanks for being with us today. On behalf of Steve Galley, I'm Nate Crandall, and we thank you, our loyal listeners, for tuning in to this episode. If you love what you're learning from the Stop Parenting and Start Coaching podcast, we would appreciate it very much if you would leave us a five-star review and some glowing comments. We also encourage you to share this episode with your friends and family who are parents of athletes and performers. And if you want to explore further and see what Steve and I are creating to help thousands of parents, athletes, and performers, please visit our company's website at createtransformbecome.com. That's create, transform, become, all one word, dot com. There you will find a growing number of resources to help you elevate your performance. 
Thank you again for your support, and we encourage you to create a magical relationship with your athlete and performer.